Thanks to all our sponsors, Spider VPN for all your internet security, Google Spider VPN. They come up at the top of the Google search list. They are the boys to trust and will protect your computer from unwanted bugs. Skipsandbins.com, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks also to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 0191 and to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.thegohd.com. Thanks also to Arcot Interiors for all your kitchen necessities. You can find them at the bottom of Heaton Road. And Google Arcot Interiors, they come up at the top of the Google search list. Thanks also to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. Thanks also to jabsignature.co.uk for all of the flyers that they do for us. Thanks to Media Arts for all the video work. If you're a first-time visitor to the channel, please subscribe. Hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner, and that's it. You can subscribe for free. We still do seven shows a week, and they are all free. Hit the thumb up underneath the video to like it. Click share to share to your social media, and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. The show usually goes up 24 hours after the show. If you want to join the NUFC Matters cult and get a cup, a pen, a scarf and your membership card and entry into the monthly draw, put your phone over this QR code and it will take you straight to the website. Failing that, go to NUFCMatters.com and become a member. If you want to come and see Malcolm McDonald pre-match or post-match, we are at the Dog and Parrot. It's kid-friendly and it goes great food and beer and you can come and meet Malcolm in person before the match or after the match during the season. Make a donation to the food bank via nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. The match day bucket is operational 365 days of the year. If you want to follow us on social media, then go to NUFC Matters. We've got a Facebook group and we've got a Facebook page. And if you're into the true crime stuff that we do, then follow Steve Rates True Crime Interviews. And that is a Facebook group. My personal uh, Twitter following page is at Steve Wraith and Instagram is Steve Wraith. Give me a follow on there too. Good morning. <laughs> no technical issues. I've been sorting the mic out, Liam. Welcome to NUFC Matters. Uh, got my headphones in. No feedback this week. Uh, I am in the office, though, so uh, if the internet packs in for whatever reason, uh, so be it. But we're, we're on, we're live, and no no hiccups. Liam, transfer window's over. What a tiring day that was yesterday, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling it today. Like, I've got to be honest, I wasn't sort of at the cool face uh necessarily yesterday but I was working with the team that we had at Newcastle World um, want to put a special mention out there at them all um, we pulled Toby Bryant off, off news he worked hard Jordan Cronin as ever um, 
plenty of Newcastle United coverage all over the Dan Byrne story throughout the day. Um, we had uh, Harry Roy who came in and helped out, um, young lad making his way in the game. And we had Mark Carruthers as well, who people out there, any non-league fans will know that he's a famous face around non-league grounds. Um, we had him working, so we had a good team in, uh, plenty of coverage, really good figures, impressive day for Newcastle World. Um, and I'm interested to know what people think with regards, uh, whether it was an, uh, an impressive day for Newcastle United. Um, I know there's a lot of a mixed mixed emotions out there. Be interesting to know what people think today, after the dust settled a little bit and calmed down, because um, it was it was a, a day of mixed emotions. I get that for a lot of people, um, but I'd be interested to know with with a night to sleep on it whether people think we're in a better position now than we were on December the thirty first to to stay in this in this division. Yeah, I mean, I I was delighted. Five players in and. Uh... A lot better window than last January. Let's face it. Couldn't yep. even get Hamza Chowdhury across the line. Let's have a little bit of common sense. That's all I'm saying uh, amongst uh, the fan base. We, we weren't going for Mbappe this time. Um, we will in the future, I'm sure. Um, you know, they got it right, I think. And, and, and ultimately, you know, yes, my opinion is we're still short of a, of a, a goal scorer. However... Give Eddie Howe a chance. He's been involved in the process all the way through. Um, you know, he's clearly had a, a major part to play in discussions. That in, I said it last night on the transfer deadline programme. It's refreshing because how many clubs now have the choice of who to bring through the door? Do you think Frank Lampard's had anything to do with bringing Danny Van, Van Der Beek in? Is that the kind of person he wants at the club? Is that somebody that fits into his style of play? I don't know. Does he want Deli Alley into the club? Is Deli Ali is Deli Ali still the same player he was when he broke into Spurs' team? I don't know. Is he the right kind of character? We've seen him have hissy fits and go off in the hoof and sit on the bench when he's not getting when it's not going his way. I've seen him play against Newcastle many times, drift out of games. He's not a world class player for me, Deli Ali. And I don't think there should be too much disappointment. I'm disappointed we didn't get Lingard. I'd love to have seen Lingard in a black and white shirt. That's simply down to one, um, you know, one thing only. It's down to Manchester United. Manchester United messed up, messed us around, messed West Ham around, and um, you know they'll be feeling very satisfied with themselves. I tell you what, Lingard's management agent and Lingard himself will be absolutely foaming that he's now got to sit and wait until the next transfer uh, window to get out of Old Trafford, a boyhood club, somewhere where he was brought up. He'll be really disappointed. And um, look, that's the way Manchester United want to play it. Um, I'm sure it won't have gone unnoticed with the owners as well. I'm talking too much. This is your show. You've got the um, you you know you've got the uh, the power of of the questions. And um, as always, we'll no, Steve, I want to go, touch on a yeah, point that you're making. <clears throat> I think you can you can be very happy with the window that that Newcastle United had, and be content that they've strengthened in certain areas, mm -hmm. but also be a little bit. Disappointed that they didn't get, like you say, another forward player through the door. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at the moment there may be an Alan St. Maximin injury away from being in crisis again in that in those forward areas. Um, and they're also, I would argue, they needed to fix things defensively, and they've been they've put, in my opinion, two incredible uh, fullbacks in. Uh, Kieran Trippier is, we've seen that firsthand now, an incredible player, and I think Matt Target's a really really good Premier League signing. Um, Solid, I think, yeah. I think he's really good. I don't necessarily believe that they've really uh, addressed the central defensive problems. Um, but 
Dan Byrne is an upgrade on what Newcastle need to have in that department. Um, more akin to playing in a three, I would argue, the left-hand side of a three. Um, but I think he's an upgrade on Kieran Clark. And that's the question you've got to ask yourself at the start. Are all these players upgrades? I, I would argue every single one of them is an upgrade on the backup options that we have. Even taking that down to Chris Wood, I know there's a lot of scepticism out there with Chris Wood and understandably so, because there's been little to suggest in the last two games that he's he's a massive improvement on what was there. But I would argue that he is a better Premier League striker. His stats show he's a better Premier League striker than Dwight Gale. Um, so I think there has been an upgrade. All five players have upgraded in, in the positions. Have they upgraded to the level where we're absolutely certain we're going to stay up? No, I don't think they have. But we're a lot better positioned now with the, the players that we have to stay in this division than what we were in December. And I think that's all you could hope for from January. I think, you know, it, it, I think that there's a lot of pressure on um, on, on Grimarish. Mm. I do think, I think there's a lot of pressure for him to have a transformative effect in that midfield. We're going to have to hope that he does. He's a quality player by all that have watched him regularly. Um, the accounts of people who've watched him on a regular basis in, in um, Brazil and in uh, France. Um, and you, you do your homework, scratch the surface with it a little bit, do some of the uh, Dennis Wise scouting um, and look, look on YouTube yourself. And, and these YouTube uh, videos never show the bad bits, by the way. But even if you look, just look at the good bits, which you have to with these things, uh, I would suggest some of the, the qualities that he's got really could transform Newcastle's midfield and he's going to have to. Yeah, Jody Tumbalay says, before the negative comments come in, we've signed four players with proven Premier League experience and one of the best midfield players in Europe. We have strengthened in the areas that we are vulnerable. Um, these players can change the way we play, bringing our midfield players in to play more. Often can. Fans not uh, fans can't see this. Some, some clubs try to rip us off. Some clubs would not do business with us. But our owners have been nothing short of fantastic in what they've tried to do. Signing a player almost every six days. So smell the coffee, lads and lasses. This has been a very good window. End of rant. Tom backs that up and says, Liam, we've made some quality signings during the transfer window. A lot of people saying that we should have signed a, a goal scorer, and I agree, and I think that's that's one narrative that we've had throughout the programme. But it's a hard position to yeah. fill, and we did try. We did try to sign um, Etikike, and it fell through, you know, due to the young lad being, you know, nervous, I guess, of coming to the Premier League. Maybe he's feeling he wasn't ready. So. I mean, there's no, there's no problem with that. Like, he's a 19-year-old lad, and if he's as good as people suggest he is, he's got the world at his feet. It was a rush decision to suddenly, in the space of a couple of hours, say, right, I'm going to risk everything and potentially not play every week, um, where he is playing every week in France, and take a risk on a club like Newcastle United at this stage. It was a big decision for a young lad to make. I don't really blame him for, for thinking, you know what, let's just take a step back and reassess in the summer. Time's on his side. He's, he's 18, 19 years old. So I just want to go back to that, that the first set of the little rant that you put on there. And, it, and it's actually provoked me to just sit here thinking. And I, I can honestly remember almost every single game that Newcastle United have had in the last, in, in the whole season. And the amount of times I've come on here and complained about balls coming into the box and the centre halves being. Um, not protected at all by the fullbacks. Matt Ritchie on the left-hand side, uh, Mankio or whoever, Jacob Murphy on the right-hand side. That's what we started the season with, Ritchie and Murphy. Couldn't protect anybody who played at centre-half. An unenviable task. Maybe with the massive upgrade in defence in, in the wide areas, 
that might sure things up centrally. And if you've got a little bit of protection in front, so maybe the biggest problem area, which was the central defensive area, might have a little bit more protection now and might not be as open. So I think that the guy who, who went on that rant made a really good point there that they've strengthened key areas. And key areas is the spine, just looking at it. But if, you, if you're strengthening in and around that, put the foundations out wide as well, then it might it might not it might hide a multitude of sins in the central defensive part um, partnership. Whoever, if he plays a two, if he plays a three, you're going to have to have it. I would suspect somebody like Lascelles or Cher um, playing in there, potentially Dummett, Craft at times, and, and it isn't it isn't progressive. It isn't any more than where we are a bottom Premier League set of defenders. Um, but hopefully, those quality fullbacks and they're both quality Premier League performers will. Hide a multitude of sins, as I said. Yeah, um, lots of comments coming in. Just putting them up on screen. I did uh, promise that we'll go to Twitter. We're only going to do 45 minutes today, so um, I do want to go through some of these on Twitter. Um, let's let's pick a, a, a one which is a little bit different from what we're getting on there. Um, okay, John. Okay, John from QTEC. Um, we'll go with your question first. Question for Liam. How close to the wire do you think it will go? Um, or will it be done before the Burnley game? Uh, worries me that some of the teams who would love us to get relegated might have nothing games at the end of the season, i.e. Spurs play Burnley second last game. I mean, do you, do you think we've done enough to, to, you know, to get out of this you know, before the, the, the last couple of weeks of the season or do you think it's going to go to the wire? And do you think the lack of buying a, 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 an out-and-out goal scorer is going gonna, is, is gonna to affect us? I think it'll probably... I think it'll be a tight one this year. Like, I, I can't see anything but... Um... I mean, that could all change. If if in a fortnight's time we're sitting here talking and Newcastle are sitting on 21 points because they went and won those two home games in a week, the whole complexion of the season changes. Newcastle are then looking at the middle of the table, not the bottom. Um, a set of results like that can turn a season around. Of course, that would require them to win three games on the bounce, of course, with this big gap in the middle. And, and winning one game was hard enough, so winning three on the bounce is probably a bridge too far. For this squad, but with the positivity from the, the terraces, which has been unwavering um, despite the struggles, um, the positivity that you hear from the manager um, and fans were right to question certain decisions that took place prior, prior to Leeds and would be right to question again if there is any issues. Um, but the positivity that's come from the, the transfer business, um, it may not have been the transformative window that many think, but five, like you say, solid four solid Premier League performers. And, and a kid who, who, you know, most of Europe would quite happily have taken into their team. Um, and we're talking about Champions League sides here as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Newcastle can can get out with this quite quickly. I think the, the gap can be bridged quite quickly. If you beat Everton and you beat Aston Villa in the space of a week at St James's Park and you start riding the crest that way, you go to 21 points, I suspect 32 might keep you up. You're nearly there. You're two thirds of the way there with a lot of games left to play, so I think I think yeah, I think we'll know a lot more about how close it's going to be when we get results from these next two, um, mm-hmm. and then you go to you go to places like West Ham, who are faltering. They're not they're not the West Ham of the start of the season, and you go to a place like Brentford, uh, of course buoyed by the the signing, which was an incredible piece of business, um, an incredible story of getting Christian Eriksen through the door on that last day of the of the window. Um, it'd be really inter- interesting to see if he's been affected by that, but hasn't really um, hasn't played a game since that, that that horrible day last last summer in the Euros. Um, so yeah, I think I think the next four probably 
it'll be really season defining. If you're casting it, you can come out of that. If it can come out of that somehow with seven points, the the complexion, the tea, the the season looks looks really really positive. Where it looked re- so negative in the run up to that Leeds game. Mm. Um, concerning news, I, I guess coming out of um, uh, the New Zealand national yeah. team, and that is that there's a uh, COVID concern. Uh, obviously, it's unclear how many positive tests have been recorded and whether any of the players and staff were affected. Uh, but those who tested positive have got to isolate in Dubai for up to 10 days. And of course, Chris Wood uh, was part of that squad. He scored against uh, Jordan in Abu Dhabi last Friday. So we'll keep uh, an eye on that on NUFC matters. And if we do hear anything about uh, Chris Wood having to isolate, then we will, of course, let you know. And uh, only other bit of international news concerns uh, our new boy, Bruno, um, who will be facing... Miguel Miron's Paraguay side in a World Cup qualifier, um, which uh, which is interesting. But um, coming back to uh, to your question, Stephen Locke, uh, good one this on Twitter. He says, thoughts on the overall window? Well, we've given that, I think. Uh, but he says, what does Liam and Steve make of the potential news of Jamal Lewis getting left out of the 25-man squad? Shouldn't it be Matt Ritchie or Emil Kraft left out? Especially considering Liverpool tried to get Lewis before we signed him in 2020. Yeah, Kieran Clark and Lewis obviously were offered out on loan. Neither of them chose to leave. Um, Jeff Hendrick, of course, loaned out to, to Queen's Park Rangers. Woodman uh, off to Bournemouth. Um, and, and, and obviously a couple of other fringe players loaned out too. But that was a strange one for me, I've got to be honest. And clearly, uh, Eddie Howe sees the experience of Matt Ritchie, assuming that he could still yet utilise you know, in a relegation battle. Yeah, I think that's it. I think there is a there is a thought that he can probably use use Matt Ritchie. Um, I think Jamal Lewis, having not really played a lot of games, probably could have done with going out and getting some games. Um, I think that would have been right for the right time in his career. Um, but obviously, he hasn't taken that decision. He's decided to stay. Um, Kieran Clark, I think you can shine a little less positivity on that decision not to go out. Um, I know he has a lot of sympathisers, a lot of people stick up for him, but um, he's hardly painted himself in in a, in a positive light. I would say in the last few weeks, um, despite and, and and this goes back a long way. He's had a really positive, really positive career at Newcastle United. Um, deserved his new contract when he got it. Just hasn't performed to the levels you would expect since getting that contract. Um, so yeah, I would say. I would say it's going to be a, a tough decision for Eddie Howe, but I'm pretty sure he'll have an idea on on who he's already going to going to uh, put in the squad. Um, I would personally leave Matt Ritchie out, but I can see why he's leaving him in. I think Emil Kraft could well find himself on the other side um, because there's going to have to be three players left out. Dwight Gale would have been the really obvious one, um, but he can't leave him out, really. Not with the, the position that you find with strikers. Sorry, I'm just battling away with a dog here. Oh, no. <laughs> He's just decided that she wants to have a little uh, a little play. Classic, mate. Absolute classic. The dog always gets involved. I mean, yeah. since since Malcolm's dog passed away, Billy, it's it, your dog's clearly wanting to like you know take over that mantle now. I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've got a question from James. He says, "Does Liam not think the club should have offered more than the four million to Manchester United for Lingard, closer to the amount they wanted, if Lingard helped keep us up?" I mean, interesting that because I've never seen anything uh, like that in all my life. Manchester United coming out and asking for a relegation clause, um, you know, to the tune of twelve million, which which would have took it to to a million pound a game. And their reasoning behind that was that, um, well, if it helps keep you up, that's worth more than that money. I mean, crazy and. Clearly didn't want to deal with West Ham because 
West Ham are a rival in, in the chase for European football. So instead of allowing them to go, they just decided to say, right, you're not going anywhere. Crazy, crazy set of events. It is. Um, what I would say is it would also probably have been quite crazy for Manchester United to let the player go on loan. Um, it really had to be a, it had to be a deal uh, that suited everybody. Um, depending on the fee that they would get, of course, as well. But yeah, I can see what I can actually see why they didn't let him go. You'd think they might have looked after him a little bit more. He's been he's been a loyal servant to them, but it's a strange decision to want to keep a player around who hasn't started a Premier League game for them, I think, for two years. Something ridiculous like that. It is a strange decision to want to have somebody around like that. But no stranger, really, than Nicassi United giving a new contract with Dwight Gale and wanting to keep him around. So, you know, the so sometimes football clubs make inexplicable decisions like this. Yeah, but they do. Yeah, I mean that's just basically that's just basically football, I guess. But some people were suggesting as well. I saw it on the timeline yesterday um, that this might have something to do with the hardball that we were playing with Sean Longstaff a few years ago. Oh, what a load of rubbish! Like absolute rubbish. I mean, all of this talk, like about bids and about fees, and they bid they they bid thirty. They, they said he was worth fifty. It's all nonsense. It was all absolute nonsense. I mean, there was conversations, but there was never any kind of bids like that, that kind of money. So for people to suggest that's just ridiculous. But I think it was just Manchester United fans wanting to get their get their little their little kicks out of a window that they got nothing out of, wasn't it? And and I think that was their way of doing it. I think there was there was a lot of envious eyes looking across, which is bizarre to say, really. Really bizarre to say about Manchester United and Newcastle United and the positions that they find themselves in. I do think there was some envy there. That they were seeing the castinated swanning around Europe bidding for players that they'd quite happily have in their side. I did have to laugh at Paul Merson saying that Arsenal had had a better window than Newcastle as well. That was absolutely hilarious. Like he, he really doesn't like Newcastle. Like uh, Dan Mann says, Morning, Stephen Liam. Very good window overall. If we can stay up, it'll be very interesting what the summer window would look like. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating, the summer window, if we do stay up. You're right. Um, I don't dislike the business. I think we've improved the squad. Uh, I can't help but think we are still too short for the uh, the relegation battle, says Baboom Bottom. What a great name. Uh, Martin Diego says, a great transfer window, but another forward would have been ideal. Uh, so Monkey Suit uh, says, I think fans were underwhelmed with the deadline day as a standalone day, expecting Lingard or somebody else to top it off. Yeah, so Monkey Suit, we got off to a great start because, you know, the, the rumours were that we'd signed the young French boy and um, it didn't materialise. And I think that was where the downward spiral went as far as people's morale was concerned. And then it became... You know, it became a race for Lingard, which we didn't, you know, we didn't win. Nobody won it. And then we, you know, late links with the likes of Deli Ali, Zapata, of course, was somebody who was mentioned on this show more than one occasion. Lots of people saying we should go for Zapata, but that again didn't materialise. There was a question from somebody and I've lost who it was from, um, but they just said, are we looking for any uh, anybody who's out of contract, Liam? Is there any whispers on, on that front? Is there anybody worth looking at? No, I don't think, I don't think that's anything they're looking at at all. No, no, not at all. Which no, yeah. nothing, nothing I'd heard on in that front. No, I think they've got the they've got the players that will see out. I'd, I think people hanging on to that little hope um, just need to put that candle out. Really, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, this so is this... the squad that we'll see Newcastle at home this season for good or for bad. Yeah, Michael says to be fair, I can see Lingard getting used at Manchester United now, given they've let go uh, who they've let go, and obviously the Greenwood situation, which is still uh, you know still a major concern for the Manchester United. Uh, uh, management. John Askew says, is it a concern that Burnley might have signed a centre-forward that's better than the one they sold to us? Not sure it's true, but interested in your views. 
Not heard of this guy at all. Obviously, they've spent money on him. He's an international, a Netherlands international. Um, I know nothing about him, Liam. I mean, it looks like another big, tall, gangly striker. Um, it's just like for like, isn't it? And, um, you know, they had to sign somebody. They've managed to get somebody through the door. Some of the other teams around us have, have strengthened, you know, their squad. But are there, are there better players? Who knows? I mean, the proof of the pudding will be over the next few months, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've got to be honest, I've seen the lad in the summer and didn't rate him. Um, and I was only looking from the perspective that Newcastle had been linked with him so often. Uh, uh, Horst, um I have no idea if he's an upgrade at all. Newcastle didn't need a striker. And, and the Chris Wood signing was all about the circumstance and what they needed to do and getting something done that week. They wouldn't have had a striker for those last two games. And you could argue they might not have got four points out of those two games without a striker, even though, like I say, he wasn't the, the best. It wasn't the best performance you'll see from a Newcastle United striker. Um, but yeah, I think I think um, I'm not worried about what business everyone else has done. If you're going to start worrying about a centre forward at Burnley, would you not look at it if Newcastle United had sold their striker and signed one other player, not strengthened, had only won one game all season, um, spent half the money on a striker as well, having just got 25 million quid through the door? I think you would be more concerned. I don't think you'd be sitting there happy. And I don't think Burnley fans are, judging by social media. I think they're all looking, saying we had to do more in this window, and they didn't. At least Newcastle United went and did something. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, that's the way I look at it as well. The big debate, says Michael G, is Lascelles or Shaw? Who's he going to go with? Because you'd imagine he's going to start with Trippier and Dan Byrne. Um, I'm not convinced Target will start. I've got to be perfectly honest. Um, I think he, I think he could start on the bench target. He, bearing in mind as well, he can play left side of midfield as well as left back. Um, he can play wing back as well. But I mean, what's what's your ideal back for Liam? I think I think target starts absolutely. You do? Yeah, I do. I think target starts. I think I think he might. I think he might in time switch to a five, but he seems to want to play this four at the moment. Um, yeah, I think I think he starts. I think I think in the moment, I think if we play tomorrow, I think you probably have Trippier. I think you probably have um Target on the other side. I think you probably have probably Lissells with Burn. I think that might be the way he goes. Um I think midfield Grimorish, I think John Joe Shelby probably stays in the side. Um and I think the rest of the team picks itself, really. So yeah, I, th I think Target will start. I don't think he'll. I don't think they've gone and signed a player um, to not start him. I think he will. I think every player signed, possibly apart from Wood, um, is a starter when everybody's fit. Yeah, I mean Scott, you're saying um, of course Target will start. You you, you don't know that. Um, you know, you look at the team that played Leeds, and it wasn't a, a great performance, but the team won. That's what you've got to bear in mind for, for Eddie Howe when he picks and Paul Dummett's come in, he's done well. Um, you know, you don't just go suddenly and put everybody in. It doesn't work like that. And, you know, one or, one or two players may well find themselves on the bench. You just don't know. Wood, of course, will start. There's no other option. Uh, Trippier will start. I've got no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, you know, you would imagine Bruno will start. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure all of them will play the game. I think they will all take part in the game. I think we will see Target play, but just my opinion. I'm not 100% sure that he will get a start in the game. Um, John makes a point about Fernandez. Somebody was also making a point about Wilson. Let's talk about those two, Liam. 
any any comeback date? Um, you, you sent me a message from somebody on uh, Twitter uh, as well asking the same question. Any comeback date for Callum Wilson? Fifth of March against Brighton has been mentioned in the chat. Is that is that realistic? Yeah, I think that sounds about right at the moment. Yeah, I think it does. I think that's probably when we'll see Callum Wilson. I think it'll be the the first game in March is the one that they're targeting. But we'll have to wait and see how his recovery is going. Um, so fingers crossed he's he's not out for too long because I think he's he's a type of centre forward who really could make a difference, um, particularly with Grimaris signing the type of through balls that you see he can make. Yeah, um, and Fernandez, he was training. We've saw photographs of him. He looks fresh as a daisy. He looked fresh as a daisy when he came on as a sub. Uh, is there any chance that he could be the the man who uh, comes in and partners Dan Byrne in the uh, Everton game? Um, I'd like to think so. I would personally do it. Um, but to be honest, there's a, there's a possibility it won't be because even when he was fit-ish, um, it wasn't a player that either Steve Bruce or or Eddie Howe at the start of his career really turned to. Right, okay. Uh, Liam, do you think we've got enough players to stay up, says Tom? Yeah, I think we'll have, yeah. Would have like more, yes, but I also think we've got enough. I, don't, I think there's enough there, yeah. Does Liam think we will see Wilson and Wood together at home, says John oh, from Kudak. Horses for courses, I think there might be games where he decides to go with the two of them. Um, but then you've got the problem of where you fit Alan St Maximin. So I think I think it'd be something that's definitely in, on Howe's agenda is, is how how can I get those two when fully fit playing together? Certainly bringing up the point we made earlier, I mentioned about looking out of contract players. I think the club are missing a trick in the short term. If there is someone out there, I know we shouldn't be looking at freebies, but we didn't get a striker in. Uh, again, you know, it, if there is somebody out there, I'm sure they will be looking at them. You know, Newcastle's Newcastle's you know ownership will be fully aware that they missed out on an, on one player. They were clearly chasing another player. Um, if there is somebody out there, I mean, Diego Costa has been mentioned by a lot of people. Uh, he's 33 years of age. He could still do a job. Um, it, it, you know, would you, would you like to see that happen, Liam? Somebody like him come in? Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I, I, it's, would I like to see it? I, I would like to have seen a striker come in. I'm not sure Diego Costa is the answer, to be honest. Yeah, Trolls, I, I do believe Bruno will start. I've got no doubt about that. And he is a, a world-class player. Uh, Tell says, uh, it's been a fantastic window. So thankful to the owners. Like everyone else, worried regarding a striker. But putting faith in what we have, we can do this. I still think other clubs will drop into this fight. Um, Jordy Toombalife says, will Jesse Lingard give his all for Manu after this carry-on? He wants to be away in the summer. The fans were booing him in past games. It will only get worse for the lad. He also says that uh, we only have to be better than Norwich, Watford and Everton possibly. Leeds and Brentford. So we are stronger in quality uh, than before this window. I would agree. Troll says get Diego Costa. Um, you know, again, somebody who's available. Liam, what are the chances of getting a free agent in the coming days? We already asked that, Patrick. Uh, Mad Mark says uh, the Manchester United board are run by bankers. They're not football people. You can expect them You can expect them to offer Jesse Lingard a new contract in the summer as it'll be cheaper than buying a brand new player. Daryl says, why did we not pay the 5.5 million loan fee for Duvan Sabata? Because I don't think it was that straightforward. I think it's sim that's simplifying the deal far too much from my understanding. There are, there always are difficulties in doing these kind of deals. Um, plus, obviously, we know the window in Italy closed early, so it wasn't something they could really turn to at the end. Um, they couldn't get that deal done. I think it was, I think it was a lot more expensive than five point five million you do alone. I think that's my understanding of it. I think it was a very, very expensive deal. 
Okay, uh, David asks, I'm, I'm assuming we will see a lot more of Gale now as a result of not signing another attacker. With our new improved team, hopefully more chances will be created. Gale to become our new hero. I think that be could surprised. be a bit tongue-in-cheak from David, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll that's, speak, that's the position we're in, isn't it? Why didn't Gale go out on loan? Because they haven't got anybody else. If Wood comes back with COVID, who's going to play up front? Yeah, I think Gale, probably Gale was not Gale. primary... Gale was one of the two or three that was absolutely certain to go um, to go out, but they couldn't get that other striker that they wanted. Okay, Jimmy says, Liam, with Man United messing us around, do you think Newcastle will go for Dean Henderson in the summer? Or do you think the owners will look elsewhere now? Again, goalkeeper is a point, a point which I've mentioned on this show before. I think you build from the back. You need a good, strong goalkeeper, an experienced keeper, a good, strong centre-half or two, um, you know, a defensive midfielder and a central midfielder who's going to create. And, you know, you need two good goal scorers. And, you know, ideally, you know, you need backup in all those positions as well. So, you know, is that something that you think Newcastle would be interested in, Dean Henderson? Um. Yeah, I think he's a player that's, that's high on that, that priority list. And I think if he becomes available in the summer, no matter what Manchester United have done recently, I think he'll he'll be on the list of players that they try to sign in the summer if he's available, which I expect he probably will be. Alwaleed did say that he felt that Wilson was only a couple of weeks away, Stephen. So, um, you know, who knows? Alwaleed's been following him around Saudi for the, a week and, um, you know, he's seen a lot more of him than we have. So, you know, who knows? Um, you know, it would be nice to think he would be back sooner than uh, the 5th of March. Do you think Bruno will uh, set Willock alive again? A lot of hope in that, um, Roger. Um, Liam, is, is this going to be Willock's time to fly now? I mean, there were signs of life at Leeds. You were down there the same as me. Um, it looked a lot better. Um, is is it time for for Willock to to step up and stand up and be counted? I think that game really suited him. You know the way it opened up in the second half, and there was huge spaces for him to run into. And that's the one quality that we know he really does have is that if there's gaps to run into, if there's big spaces, he can open those legs up and really carry the ball forward at pace. He got a lot of opportunities to do that against uh, against Leeds, and hopefully he can take a little bit of confidence from that. Um, because we need we need a fit and firing um, mentally and physically, um, Joel Willock. Um, we need mm -hmm. every single one of this 25-man squad to, to be their very best to stay in this division. It's going to be a collective effort. It isn't going to be Bruno Gamares keeping Cassie United up single-handedly. It's going to need contributions from players all over the all over the park consistently. Um, so fingers crossed that, that that is the the lowest we see Joel Willock. Hopefully, he continues to improve and show the little flashes of that. That dynamic running um, midfielder who who graced the Premier League for Newcastle United last season. Yeah, overall a solid window. Really need Wood to step up and bang in some goals. Two tough games against Everton and Villa, who significantly strengthened. I would personally be happy with four points. Rich Joblin says people will be surprised how good Dan Byrne is. Difficult window to operate. Lingard will be fuming with the World Cup coming up. Uh, do we know why Man United didn't want to let him go? Just being awkward. They haven't announced it. Gamares will uh, keep us up on his own, lads. He was man of the match here the week against PSG and Mbappe. He looks the real deal. And uh, David uh, Chad says, I don't think people realise how much uh, having, actually having a DM is going to help our midfield. Uh, we finally upgraded Hayden. Yeah, Bruno is, a, is, is definitely the marquee signing, I really think. Gavin Max says, five signings in January of the quality we got is a great effort. Lingard and uh, Ekatike would have been great, but we have improved the squad. Uh, and Man United finished. Uh, their player management is ridiculous. And if players want to buy into that, Good luck, says Stephen Parker. And 
Don't forget where uh, all praised the new contracts for Gale as we were protecting his value, says Steve H. We all presumed that a championship club like West Brom would come in and bid £10 million. That plan has failed. Roger S says, Liam, I was the weirdo you were speaking to at Asda in Benton. I know I caught us when I was just loading me shopping onto the uh, onto the uh, to, onto Pierce. Um, I have not good to meet you. Good to meet you. It's always nice to see um, fans of the show when you, you see us out and about, and I'm sure Steve will concur on that as well. That just give a shout. We're, we're we're just just normal lads. We'll say hello and we'll have a bit crack. Yeah, tell us, Steve. You played in goal at Kingston Park, don't you? Fancy a stint at St James's Park? No, thank you. Not on your Nelly. Uh, Steve H says, The fact that West Brom would rather take Andy Carroll rather than consider Gale says a lot. His attitude has been shocking for two seasons at least. Yeah, and I think that was the thing that stood out for me. That the only offers we had for any of our players were championship and below. And that tells you where our squad's at. No premiership yep. interest in any of our players. Uh, nobody knocking at the door to try and prize away any of our players because it's a championship squad. It is. It's never been increased and never been improved. And that's why the owners deserve the praise that I've given them and many, many other fans have given them. It's been a good window. Five good players, five improvements on the squad. And I love the fact that I think it's Sky who coined it. A couple of people on Sky, pundits on Sky, have coined the phrase phase one and phase two. And and this is, you know, a lot of those signings we've made are phase one signings to try and keep Newcastle in the Premier League and then to build on that. Phase two players will be signed in, in due course. Bruno is a phase two player to step up, to take Newcastle up the league, to progress in the Cups, to try and challenge for, for potentially a, a, a top eight, potentially, you know, a top eight finish. And, and people laugh when you say challenging for top eight, but the, gap in, the gaps in the Premier League, it's fine margins. You know, there's fine margins. There's anything from, you know, probably six to eight teams could be involved in a relegation battle. Just takes a bad run of form for somebody and they get dragged into it. And then you go to that next level who are the mid-table, the mid-table level who are, could, if they're just increasing their squad and better their squad, they could be pushing on for, for a Europa slot. And then, of course, you've got the top. And that, that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Phase one players, phase two players. And we all... You know, we've signed a phase a phase two player in Bruno, and and he will will be there, I think, for a while. And I think he could be a he could be a key player. Could be the Rubino of Newcastle's Newcastle's new entertainers, if you like. Jordy J Gaiman says Man City's bigger and more successful than Man United. It's only the Champions League left to take that final leap. Shows how much of a decline Man U are going through. Uh, hopefully, club are keeping an eye on the COVID outbreak in New Zealand. I'm sure they are, Mark, and they'll be worried like we are. Free agents are a non-starter once the 25-man squad is handed over to the EPL. Good point, Steve H. Um, we don't have to put the squad in yet. Of course, we don't trolls. I cannot wait for the Everton game to see our new lineup now. Yeah, a lot of people are excited about that. And then uh, Brentford away is sold out. A lot of people missed out on tickets for that. Now shows you the um, the interest in Newcastle. Now it's uh, it's it's a massive change from the start of the season. David R says, target superb at whipping in quality crosses. That'll do nicely with wooden burn. Yeah, we've got both sides now. And of course, Liam, that's the thing. Uh, target is is not just a left back. He's a left-sided midfield player as well and, and can play wing back. He's, he's versatile. Yeah, yeah, he's just a good footballer. Um, the player that <clears throat> Rafa Benitez was very, very close to signing, I think going back to about 2018 when he actually went to Fulham instead, Um I think that was a transfer deadline day again. I think it was the 31st. I'm pretty sure it was. That he, I remember waking up that morning, the links were there. And Rafa thought he had that player. Um, so if he's good enough for him, then he's good enough for me. I think he's a good quality Premier League performer. Probably got about, you know, 
three, four years of Premier League football under his belt. Was Aston Villa, according to I spoke somebody yesterday who said he was Aston Villa's player's player of the year last year. Villa fans are fuming, according to David R. Yeah, so, and it was always a strange one that um, I've always rated Target when I've seen him and thought he was one of the better level left backs in the Premier League. Strangely, they've went and signed another left back and have upgraded. Luca Dean is a better a better left back than my target, but it didn't really feel like a position they needed to upgrade in immediately. So Newcastle United have done well to get a player of that level. Um, obviously, the issue being that he, he won't be able to play in against Aston Villa, which is a, is one of the two games in that week, um, when they're going to need players like maybe Matt Ritchie or Dan Byrne or, or, or Paul Dummett to play that left-hand sided position in that game. But yeah, Look, there's a fair case to say that, that Newcastle have upgraded in, in every position. Um, have they done everything we hope they would have? No, I would say they've maybe done a 70% job, but but it's better than the 0% job that we've become so accustomed to in transfer windows. And I think it's very easy to to let yourself forget that. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's uh, people. A few people have got short memories. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, we need to, we need to be happy and great uh, to praise our owners for only thing is we need a goal scorer badly, but not even uh, so good work to get five players in in January. Trolls, yeah, I get what you're saying. Liam Matty uh, Target mentioned in his interview last night that he was due to get on a flight to Newcastle for Rafa, but admits he didn't think he was ready for that size of move at the time, uh, which is interesting to hear. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's great. Look, it's, we're gonna we're gonna finish off now because uh, Liam's got a busy day ahead. He took up a lot of time on the internet yesterday with uh, with Newcastle World. Uh, just want to do a quick promotion for the t-shirts that John has got signed off Peter Beardsley. Uh, they're now on the website nufcmatters.com. It was a great afternoon with Peter and Mick Lowe's um, at the weekend. Uh, get yourself onto the website. Uh, there's only nine left, and I think they're twenty pounds. So uh, get your signed Peter Beardsley t-shirts, um, and that is nufcmatters.com. Don't forget the summer do is now on sale um, for the food bank Viva Morrissey is on at the Irish Centre 17th of June go on to Groupon and Woucher and buy your tickets today uh, I think it worked out about £7.58 quid on Groupon and Woucher all proceeds going to the food bank something a bit different for the summer and uh, a bit of entertainment and all the usual crack there'll be quite a few of the NUFC Matters crowd coming along uh, so get yourself onto the uh, Woucher and Groupon or if you just want to go to the website newcastlelegends.com uh, you can buy your tickets on there for £15 as I say all proceeds going to the food bank and don't forget to bid for the Meadad t-shirt which he's going to sign um, he's he's going to sign it. That's pinned at the top of my Twitter at Steve Rafe. Bid underneath uh, the uh, the photograph of the T-shirt. I think it was a three hundred pound last time I checked. So get yourself onto there and thank you to me and Dad for agreeing to sign that T-shirt. Don't forget as well, I've got a current affairs program, uh, which is something completely different, starting uh, on Thursday night. And that's going to be directly after Supermac and Gibbo. Uh, join me, Patricia Devlin and Lee Davies as we look at a few news stories that are doing the rounds. And already, I think we're going to be talking about Greenwood and that situation that's developed. We're going to be talking about Boris Johnson and Partygate and maybe a few other things. So if you like a bit of news and you like a bit of current affairs and a little bit of controversy, jump on that on Thursday night at 7 o'clock with me, Patricia and Lee. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And it'd be a break away from the, uh, from the football stuff and the true crying stuff uh okay newcastle world uh tell us where you can find your work please liam see you're a man of many talents steve yeah, thank you mate <laughs> <laughs> uh newcastleworld.com uh you guys who regularly watch this will, will already be checking out but anybody out there just check out my website newcastleworld.com and um, you'll find it on twitter and you'll find it on instagram tiktok 
uh, Facebook. Um, we do a lot of Newcastle United coverage. We'll cover, cover a lot more as well. Um, news, culture from around the city. So, yeah, check it out, newcastleworld.com. Great stuff, mate. I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, Liam. Have a good week. Cheers. Talking to myself again, but it's easy.